worship at the anvil. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to worship at the anvil. Kind of a, a new setting. We are not in my shop. We are not forge adjacent. Dare I say there isn't a, an anvil per se anywhere <laughs> near us. There's a bunch of cast iron. Yeah, we're, there we go. There we go. Now, now we're good. We are not in my shop. We are in Matt's shop. Um, if you've been listening for a while, you know this is Jeremiah Bachhaus, and I am joined with Matt Berger here in his home shop. So thank you for having me with you uh, You're in your shop today. Thanks for thanks for making the hike over here. I know it's super far. Oh. <laughs> Get up early this morning. Oh man. Yeah. Extra Wheaties. <laughs> Do they even make Wheaties anymore? I think they have to be frosted. Uh, Otherwise, you know. Sure. In my house they have to be. <laughs> and then you put more sugar on top. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Um, and skim milk. Because <laughs> you got to watch your calories. <laughs> Interesting thing. When you drink skim milk, all you're getting is sugar and no fat. Oh. Yeah. I'm joking. We don't skim. <laughs> skim milk is not allowed in my house. So That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah. We're, we're at my house. Um, and like I said, cast iron is not far. I recently, in the last couple of years, have switched over pretty much all of our cookware to cast iron. Nice. Pans and... Even for Christmas, I was given a couple of uh, enamel-covered Dutch ovens, cast iron Dutch yeah, ovens. Yeah. Oh, I'm really liking those. Um, so we're never too far from some hard metal. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, welcome. It's, uh, you know, it's a warm-ish winter day and there's snow on the ground still and we're, you know, in the dead of winter. Um yeah, they have like, they have what they call the dog days of summer, you know, uh, do they have a saying like that for winter? Oh, I don't know. I, I like, don't think I've heard of it. The winter doldrums? Winter doldrums. That's what go. I was, I just thought of that. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that might be what we're in. We got through a really cold stretch and now it's a little warmer and. It's yeah. fake. You can go outside, you know. Yeah. 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 Those of us with arthritis are like, nope, <laughs> nope, still, still, still down. <laughs> still down. It's a little, a little damp now because it's a little bit warmer, so right. it makes it worse. Yeah. I, um, something like this, and especially in, in my homeland, uh, the great land, Alaska, the greatest <laughs> state in the union. Um, there's something called seasonal affect disorder. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes sad. Um, so kind of what's been on my mind lately is, is the concept of depression, um, that, that we can, we can run into. And, uh, there's a, there's a meme going around or I don't know if it's going actively around, (laughs) um, I'm tend to be behind on these things, but it shows this two pictures and it's like dad's on the outside says I'm fine and then it goes dad's on the inside and it lists all these anxieties and problems and you know this is going on at work and it's all hidden behind yeah that stuff Um, so there's definitely a stigma that dads are supposed to be uh, fine on the outside and just kind of deal with everything on the inside Um, which we can do very much so and sometimes you have to switch gears and be that problem solver yeah yeah. But depression, I think, is a is a very real thing to uh, to spend some time talking about. Absolutely. Um, when <laughs> when you texted me about the the idea 
uh, for us to talk about. Um, I was in a pretty low point of the day. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was laying in bed oh, in boy. The early early evening, you know, before dinner, and wife wasn't home from work yet. Kids were getting on every nerve that I have, and I, I just wasn't in a great spot. Sure. Um, so when I got that text, I was just like, <laughs> God kind of plays some uh, funny games every <laughs> once in a while. It's just, it's not a game. It, he just, he knows what you need yeah. when you need it. And uh, that was one of those times where I just was immediately like, gosh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a good thing for us to talk about because I'm feeling it. I'm yeah. feeling it hard. Yeah. And uh, that was oddly uplifting. Um, well, good. <laughs> so good. it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, the timing was, was right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm glad I could be a Christian brother to you at that time and just help, it. help deal with that. Though sometimes a parent, a, a daddy timeout or a mommy timeout, totally appropriate. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, yes. This was, uh, yep. <laughs> um, well, I, I think, so I've I've gone through my bouts as yeah. well. Um, there was there was a, a season in my life where um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. The woman I'd been dating for four years uh, dumped me. I, I found that out on the same day. Oh goodness! Um, that my mom had cancer and I got dumped, and uh, I don't remember a whole lot about the next few months. Um, just very, very down and, and certainly, uh, certainly depressed, clinically depressed. Um, and it, it's a rough, it seems dark. It seems very dark. Absolutely. And, and lonely. Oh, I, I guess we should, we should make these qualifications that we are not doctors as well. No. Um, we don't diagnose depression. We can, we can talk about it in in a Christian perspective, but we're not professionals and anyone feeling any any symptoms that you can see on the TV commercial, you know, you should talk to your doctors and pastors and, and actually strike that. Reverse it. Talk to your pastors and then your doctors. You know, get, get your pastor involved in your spiritual life because depression is a spiritual situation. It is. It is. Um, and that that's kind of an interesting point to make is that it is spiritual and when we get in the deepest deepest depressions or the darkest places we're focused on ourselves Mm -hmm. we're focused on our problems we're focused everywhere that we shouldn't be and that kind of drives us deeper and deeper yeah and when there's the one thing that we should be doing is focusing on God, that would be the one thing that would help us. And it just often seems not, it's not that we're not willing, but we might not see it. We might not know how to get there. Um, But it's, it just, it takes us away from the things that we should have the focus on. Right. Right. And, And, Very true, but we also want to be careful about saying these are the things we should focus on because that can compound issues. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it makes you feel worse about yourself. Right, like I'm doing what I need to do. You know, and and there's and that's there's a saying that well, the Christian's an optimist, 
And during, during the depths of my depression, that was something that people would say to me, well, you're a Christian, you should be an optimist. And I, I'd just get angry and I'd get, I'd get worse because I'm yeah. not feeling that way. What's wrong with me? Why am I not a real Christian? Yeah. Um, which is not the truth. And so should is a word I, I use very carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, because I'll throw it on myself. I should do better. I should do this. And, yeah. and it makes it. It compounds. It compounds. <laughs> it makes it worse. Absolutely. So I, I, try, I tend to go to examples okay. as quickly as I can um, with these. So people can kind of come to their own conclusion of where where they should be because they're in their own state and depending on how much they share with me um either as a pastor or as just a friend mm-hmm. I, I can try and help but um i tend to start at psalm 130 okay um in latin oh yeah uh, just because uh, <laughs> uh, yeah um jerome the translator of the latin bible is really kind of fun but in latin it says uh, de profundis clamavi ad te domine. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. And, um, but it literally means out of the depths I cried to you, O Lord. Um, de profundis clamavi ad te domine. Out of the depths I cried to you, O Lord. So you feel that, that lowness. You feel that deepness. You feel the doldrums. And yet, instead of Focusing, like you said, on that, he he cries, "Ad te, ad to to you, O Lord." So we change the the perspective. The psalmist changes his perspective from my depths, from the profundus, to the Lord, and that's the start of a of a rise out is focusing on Him. So that's just the first line of the psalm. That you can. Um, for those of you playing at home, you can open your Bibles. <laughs> I, I had and, to look it up. <laughs> my Latin is very lacking. <laughs> um, but it's a ride. And, yeah. and throughout just, I mean, any pick a psalm and, you right. know, nine, you flip a coin, probably going to end up on a depressed one. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's, it's going to be a ride, but it's, it's, it's got a point. It's got a, a focus that that people can use examples to see. This is how that person dealt with it. In you know, that's how this is how David dealt with his depression. And you know, if it were for David, right? Well, I mean, that's interesting because the Psalms. So a lot of them are from people who are dealing with depression, or they're lost, or they're you know feeling helpless. And their prayers, mm-hmm. their prayers to God mm-hmm. that help them, help the people around them, get them out of this. Uh, we we know that <laughs> there's only so much of that that's going to happen in this world, right? Um, but we still pray for it, and that's it's a really good focus, right? Um, a good way to approach the topic what's kind of interesting too is they are prayers yeah they are prayers but they're a specific kind of prayer too that uh you know for somebody like me i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna start talking and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk 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 um hopefully not um in a 
in a bantering or babbling way as we're advised not to do. <laughs> but the Psalms are also something else. Our listeners will decide that. It, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about my prayer, oh, not, oh, the, not okay. the podcast. Well, God won't judge you for that. But it's, um, so they're not just talking prayers. They're also songs. They are songs. They're songs to sing that, that, um, and there's something to that, to singing to the Lord as a way to involve your spirit and your mind together to, to change your focus and right. God willing come out of, um, and music is more your territory. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's kind of, you know, we've talked about this a few times in a couple different episodes, but for me, that is my way to refocus, especially when I am feeling the worst feeling down mm-hmm. is to listen to music and it just it helps me focus on words um and prayer and focus on mm-hmm. god like I, it's amazing that we have this gift of all these psalms um to have as examples of prayer mm-hmm. to use um, cuz i'm not the one that <laughs> is the most gifted with uh, what I need to say all the time, especially in prayer. I don't know what to ask for. I don't know what to do other than just, God, please help. (laughs) Which is a good one. (laughs) It is. It's it's important. But uh, just, you know, having that prayer of God, please help, um, but also getting into a little bit more and just. Sure. And it's neat that the, the Psalms are the prayers and the Psalm and the songs, but of course, not everybody, uh, flips open to a Psalm and goes, Oh, I totally identify with that. Uh, so, so they might, they might go towards like a, a Christian radio station or something and they yep. might, they might hear, hear a, a modern song. Yeah. That, that helps them with that. There's, there's one that I listen to. Um, uh, oh, no. <laughs> the, there are two, but one of them is the refrain is it's going to be okay. Um, okay. though yeah. the mountains may be moved into the sea, which is, uh, I think should pull directly from the song, but it's going to be okay. You know, and it's talking sure. about, about God with us. So, so there are some modern songs that are really interesting yeah. that can help us with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there was a song that came up yesterday evening when, uh, um, after your text, I started listening to my music and, getting dinner going and that kind of stuff. It was uh savior redeemer of my soul. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I love this song. It's great. It it's, it's a hymn. Um, it's not in, I started looking it up and trying to figure out where it came from. And I was just like, Oh, this isn't in the hymnal we use at our church. And I'm like, where else have I heard this? Why, why do I know this one so well? And so I looked up the author and I was just like, oh, okay. This person was, I forget the date range, but he, he was a member of the Mormon tabernacle. Like he, you know, so the words in the song, I know follow my faith and what I believe, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's challenging to have a song that is written by someone that I don't necessarily agree with in spiritual matters. It's kind of a hard, uh, you know. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that, that becomes an issue with with modern, uh, we've got a, a lot of material there to pull is. on and yeah. there are a lot of different nuances to, to the Christian faith that we, that we can deal with. So like the song that I listened to, I have no idea what her, uh, what her theology is. Right. And so, okay. Am I, am I, con- <laughs> am I condoning her theology by, by worshiping my God using, you know, with yeah. the song that I'm listening to? Exactly. And, um, with Mormonism, with Latter-day Saints, it becomes a bigger issue because there are notable differences from what the Mormons teach to what Christianity teaches. Right. Um, right. and, for that, that's a much longer, deeper theological discussion than, mm-hmm. than really what we want to do in a podcast. But suffice it to say, um, when you look at the other writings within the LDS, Pearl of Great Price, Weights and Measures, all those other books that are foundational for their teachings, right. it becomes quite obvious that, that the, the Mormon Latter-day Saint Church is, is not a classical Christian mm-hmm. church. So that's, that's about as deep as I'm going to go into that for the purpose of the podcast. Yeah. Um, I encourage people, if you got, if you want to know more, you can certainly message us and we'll, uh, find a way to connect you that. Otherwise, there's plenty of resources out there too. Yeah. Um, that you can deal with. So the words that this, uh, person would have been using as he was writing that hymn mean different things than what they mean to you. Sure. Uh, so that, ooh, but who knows your heart? Right. So when you think, when you talk about Jesus, Savior, Redeemer of my soul, you're speaking to Jesus, the second person of God, only one God, the Trinity. Um, you're very clear on that free grace from Jesus, from the hand of the Father. Right. When you go there, you're you're being extremely worshipful in in using those words. Yes. So uh, I that's not it's not <laughs> really a big problem, right? You know, you, you, because the words mean something different to you. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna I would encourage somebody to do that, even though even though mm-hmm. that person wrote it with with a misunderstanding. You're using it with a biblical understanding and that's, that's changing yeah. the focus. And so it's, it's a, it's a sacrifice to the Lord that would therefore be acceptable because sure. it's on his terms sure. rather than, rather than somebody else's terms. So <laughs> we should be on the lookout though when yeah. we, when we, especially if we're in depression, if we're in this low state and we start using this uh, modality, this thing to get us out, and then mm-hmm. we find out something that could throw us right back in. Oh, no, I'm using yeah. heretical sort of, Well, <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. Chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chill on that. Um, the Lord judges the heart. You know, don't, but we should be on the lookout for mm-hmm. false doctrine, bad theology within those uh, things that we're using. So that we don't inadvertently walk down paths that we, that we shouldn't walk down. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's something. So growing up, you know, listening to my parents' music on the radio, I never really knew what some of the words were Mm -hmm. to some of the songs, but I would sing what I thought they were, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And like, and now growing up as an adult and like looking back on those songs, I'm like, Oh, that's what those words were. And it's just kind of a weird thing because that song meant something different to me as oh, a kid sure. as compared to what it actually is. 
And man, I forget where I was going with that, but like <laughs> just having the, the music mean what it is to you and what you're singing is can be completely different than what the intention of the person writing sure. was. Sure. And you, you, but you, it can be very different, but you can also get pulled into, yeah, to, to places that you shouldn't go, which like, um, metalcore, you know, heavy, heavy metal <laughs> music. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. my brother is a big metalhead. He loves, okay. he loves the growler. <laughs> and I, I'm more like folk music and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's keep it light. Though every once in a while, I gotta, I gotta get, gotta get the lead out. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, but there are metal Christian bands. There are, there are Christian metalcore bands, and you look at some of the wording that they put into the into mm-hmm. their the deep thoughts into these guttural, and especially for the angsty teenager, you know they find a lot of solace in. And maybe it's just because they're getting away from their parents. But the sure. angsty teenager is feeling depression. They're going to start listening to this metalcore stuff and just, um, that's how they cope with it. Right. And there's great content in some of them. Some of them, I haven't listened to a, to a whole lot of them, but the music can be a way to come out of, of this. And when you have words written purposefully, so I, I guess my encouragement at that point is I, I don't think you're really a metalcore guy. Um, <laughs> no, but no. perhaps some of the people listening, some of the dads listening, use heavy metal to to get out, you know, like um, disturb your five finger death punch sure. or something like that sure. there are options in the christian world there's there's a, a a band called demon hunter that has some really in, uh awesome sure. lyrics to it um i just was exposed to phineas uh, which is a metalcore band okay. that um has really good understanding of of needing help needing a savior okay. and i couldn't understand the words because yeah. i'm not used to listening to that right right but it's an option for for people who are into that kind of thing. Yeah, um, something I often think about with depression is, is you know, usually when I'm in it, is you know, is this is what I'm doing sinful? Is are my thought processes sinful? Is this is the devil dragging me down? Am I allowing it? Like, yeah, the, those are you know, those are heavy thoughts and that's, you know, kind of compounding again. Right. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I started to think about it some more. I'm like, well, is God using this as a way to bring me closer to him? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, there's a lot that can go on there. Why not both? (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. Because definitely the the devil, we're, we're, told to look out because he's a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. So once he gets his claws in you, of course he's going to try and pull you down. Yeah. But uh, I believe there's something that goes like God works for all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Yeah. Right. So I can be a little sardonic (laughs) with you. But but yeah, so he does say that. So even even the moments when the devil is raking you, the Lord can use that moment to, to pull you to pull you back. Yeah. Because it, it is hard, and, and it's certainly, not only are you feeling alone, but you're also feeling bad, and then you're feeling like, hey, feeling alone and feeling bad, those are things I should never do. <laughs> uh, I'm even worse, and you just go deeper and deeper and deeper. So so the, the, the thought process of, is yeah. this sinful, is very real, I'm very Absolutely. real. Like, I mean, because a lot of your thoughts, it, some of it is sinful. I mean, you're focused on you. You're, yeah. You're just, 
you're in your head, you're, I did this wrong. I did this. I did that. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, there's, uh, another, um, Bible verse that I just, I think about a lot, um, in order to kind of break that cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to read it because I don't have it memorized. Can you read it in Latin though? No, no, I don't know. I mean, it's from Matthew. (laughs) 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 So, uh, Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that that just, it, like, I get chills just reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so comforting. Yeah. Um, even, even in the darkest places. Um, he, he accepts all of us, like, yeah. you know, the worst of sinners. Um, he just, he accepts all of us and brings us home. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and he, he takes our burdens off of us. So they, yeah. uh, that, that, that perspective again, going back, going back to Jesus is, is cool. Cause I, I'll, I'll say that as well. I'll be like, Jesus rose from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus rose to the dead. What does that mean for you today as you're, as you're yeah. suffering from this depression? Well, first of all, we're, we're tactically, we're thinking, we're taking our eyes off of ourselves and we're looking at, at, we're out of our depths. We're crying to the Lord. We're looking at the Lord. Well, Jesus overcome the dead. The most permanent, horrible thing that we could ever think about in our human existence, Jesus took care of that. Yeah. What is depression compared to that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. The fact that he overcome, over, overcame death then, mm-hmm. which solidifies your home in heaven then, future then, right. has impact on your now. And we lose sight of that, which is totally normal. But trying to come back to that, that focus, look, Jesus took your burden. He took the burden of sin. He took the fear of death. He took all of these anxieties that are the biggest that you can think of. He took them off and he said, here's my yoke. He uses Matthew to, at, right. to, to tell us that. Look at, look at what your end of the race is going to be because you're carrying my load. Hmm. And it, yeah. it, it switches. So Jesus rising from the dead, just that simple step. And that's, I usually say it that, that way, just to obscurify it enough. Sure. Again, made up word <laughs> that, that somebody's like, well, that doesn't help. And then it engages into that longer conversation. Yeah. So that, I think that we're, we're talking, we're being very good because we're focusing on that worship at the anvil. Mm-hmm. We're, we're saying, here's the problem. This is what's sitting on the anvil right now. And yeah. Jesus is the answer. That's worship. And Jesus is the answer. But there are also a lot of mechanical steps that come in along the way yeah. that are more human oriented. And I think, sure. I think we have to talk about those things as well. Absolutely. Can we start by maybe talking about situations in which we find ourselves kind of approaching? depression or just yeah, approaching these sure. things. Nope, we cannot talk about anything <laughs> that is your idea. Well, I will I'll, no, yeah, I'll share for me first. Um, so for me, I often find that I 
start getting into this, this feeling, it's often if I haven't had good sleep Mm -hmm. and I haven't fueled my body appropriately. And those things are triggers, I would say. They, they're not the reason, but they make it worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for me, another thing is just being idle, not having focus somewhere. And like, I, I had to look up this phrase because the words weren't coming to me. But um, an idle mind is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few movies out there that are called that, <laughs> believe it or not. I don't think I'd ever watch them. Um, but that just kind of goes back to the whole thing of once you're kind of in that depression, you have an idle mind. The devil has an opening. Yeah. Um, so for me, those are kind of a few of the identifying things that I see in myself um, that kind of get to that. Point. Yeah, and, and those are those are very good. Uh, you got basically the, the between those three examples, you've got the two main things that that depression likes to to sneak in on. Yeah. One is uh, body composition and the chemicals. So if yeah. you're not fueled properly, if you're not sleeping properly, your your body is not producing the things that it needs in order to to reset. So you've got more of an unconscious yeah. depression really happening there. And, and so changing diet, changing sleep pattern, those are very simple ways one can go about to control that. Um, either sleeping more or sleeping less because some people, because some people <laughs> deal with true. it differently. Yeah. Um, and then your, the other thing you brought up was the idol. So having, having a task. Right. Um, so for me, and I'm going to continue talking about that uh, later, but for me, it's kind of the opposite. Like I've got so many tasks sure. and I, I work on it when I can, but if I'm not getting them done, I feel very, uh, yeah. not, not quite yeah. there yet. And that'll start to throw me on, on a really bad path. Sure. Uh, I'm not as food sensitive as a lot of other people are, mm-hmm. um, which maybe it's just that I don't notice, but that would be not being <laughs> sensitive to that. Right. So there are, I mean... So there become really, there are a few different ways to deal with these problems. Yeah. Then, um, so like being idle can be getting active right. and all that kind of stuff. Right. For for me, maybe isolating a task and going after one task at a time to completion is that sense of completion. Sure. Um, and then the 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 other one is the chemicals. You know, when your brain is is processing different chemicals. Yeah. Sometimes your diet change can do it, and sometimes it can't. Right. Absolutely. No, that's very true. Again, we're not doctors. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes on in your body, and you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when professionals come into play. And there are things that they can do for you that you might not be able to do or maybe maybe changing diet the amount that you would need to isn't feasible for you yeah that's totally fine like that is uh, that is possible um so making changes um but mostly identifying identifying some of the triggers that you have um right is a big step and that i was i was talking with a guy yeah um and depression came up and somebody was 
like their first thing was drugs. You know, get on drugs and that'll solve your problem. And for those of you watching at home, you just saw Matt's head just, just <laughs> sorry. <sink. laughs> it almost hit the table. <laughs> um, and, and I want to, I want to bring that up as a negative answer. Okay. And there, there may be, and I hope, I hope that's the case that there are people listening who are taking drugs for, for their depression right now. Honestly, because that means you're in the struggle. You're, you're fighting this thing. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to feel bad right. that they're using modern medicine to help deal with a modern problem. That's okay. It really is okay. But there's what you just said. There's something deeper that's going on. Mm-hmm. There's something deeper. So if you, if you use the, the, the modern medicine as the only answer, first of all, you're going to completely misc Jesus. Right. And, and, and the importance that that plays in every aspect of your life, including your depression. Right. But you're also going to miss what the triggers are, whether it's diet, sleep, environment, mm-hmm. past trauma, all of right. these things. So drugs can be too easy of an answer. And just because it, it sets this chemical thing right doesn't mean that these other problems don't exist. Yeah. And I know sometimes um, they can be used in order to get, bad phrase, but get you over the hump, mm-hmm. um, kind of get you through the roughest of the rough, the darkest of the dark, and then you're able to focus on the triggers and what the causes are right. to address those things. So it's, you know in conjunction with and not one without the other, but most importantly, prayer. <laughs> right, right. A, a devotional a devotional habit and, and yeah. a connection with it, you. It goes back to what you said earlier about, you know, making sure that if you you have, you know, issues with depression or thoughts, um, your pastor should be your first line of defense. Like that should be the first person you go to and be like, this is going on and they will help you refocus. Hopefully. Yeah. And not, not every pastor is a, is a, is a very good counselor. Not every pastor is a counselor and that's okay. And I think pastors should admit that when they're not. Yes. And, and refer when they can. But the very first thing they can do is get you, uh, in their prayer list, in their prayer chain, um, privately. And they can, they can get you, um, they can direct you to areas within scripture that, that could be helpful for, to you at this, at this time in your life. Absolutely. So yes, they should be amongst the first. If, the, if it's, if it's, <laughs> yeah. a, if it's a very serious thing, you yeah. need, you need to be in contact with, um, if you're, if you, honestly, people, I, I, we're just normalizing this here and I slap my hands and sorry. Um, <laughs> emphasizing if you're having thoughts of self-harm or something, there are hotlines that you can, that you can look get. There are people to call. And if it's a it's a real physical emergency, call the police. Get somebody else. Get another yeah. person there. Yeah. You know, call your Christian friends. Get them there. And don't don't have this embarrassment of, well, I'm a Christian and they're a Christian and they're gonna judge me. No. Um don't and this is this is something I get fired up about. Don't remove the opportunity for me to be a good friend to you because you're afraid of your pride. Yeah. You know, I want to be there for my friends and for my people when they're hurting, not just when they're all great. I want to be there when we're all laughing and, and, and having a good time. But if they're really hurting, yeah, don't take away my opportunity to be a good friend to you. Right. 
And, and of course, I have to tell myself, don't take away their opportunities <laughs> to do yeah, the same back. Yeah, it, that is an important thing to remember. Um, just there are people out there to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know depression, it, it's common. It it's, is. It's common. We're, we yeah. all, we, I'd hate to say it this way, but like we all have a, some form of depression. Like we do. It's just being in this world and living in sin is just, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when depression comes up, it's definitely something, you know, that still has a huge stigma in our society, even though it, there's more and more out there. It's still just this thing, especially among men. In my opinion, yeah, that, well, yeah. that's that's who I am, and so that's where I identify with. But I, just some of the things that you often hear about someone who, you know, people find out that they're depressed or maybe they didn't commit suicide. Like it's oh, they just, they had such a nice life, they had everything they needed, and it's just like, well, that's not what it's about. All right. Those are physical things. It's it's that's not what it's about mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's their faith. <laughs> right. And, and faith can be totally present and thriving and active in, even in somebody who is, in, is horribly depressed. Yeah. Even, even to the point, like you brought up, um, there's a, there's a, a drive to, to switch the term of commit suicide to victim of suicide. Sure. To, to try and reframe that. And within the concept of, uh, of, of depression, we can kind of understand that we're victimized by these things. And, and it, it takes a lot, it can take a lot of work to deal with these things. And sometimes the work is too much that, that burden is heavy. And that's why we refocus on Jesus on on one aspect and then bring it to bear all of the other tools of the, of the trade that we can use to, to fight these because we all do. We all do have depression that shows up in our house or in our, in our lives. Yeah. And I will unabashedly say that um, people deal with it differently. Some people aren't aware of it, but it's still there. It could be a 10 minute, oh, I feel down. Okay, now I'm moving on. Right. You know, that's that would be a really healthy way that somebody can deal with it. Possibly. It could also be a very dismissive way, yeah. an unhealthy way. Sure. I guess my, my emphasis right now is on how broad we have here, how broad of a, a spectrum this can be and bringing as many of these tools to bear to, to go against this issue that we can. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, kind of another, another tool. Um, so clearly when I was feeling <laughs> not great yesterday, God used you <laughs> to text mm-hmm. me and just be like, Hey, we should talk about depression. I'm like, yeah, that, that hits home right now. That, that is a good topic. Um, but an, an, another thing is just having, having community, um, having people around you that you live life with, you know, not necessarily in your immediate family, but people that you can get together with and talk to right. on a regular basis. Um, if it's, you know, just someone every once a month that you talk to as a friend and you just hear each other and pray for each other, like that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It goes a real long way. Um, and just knowing, you know, hearing from other, other friends that, you know, 
their lives aren't great either. Like they're going through some of the same things and it just, it helps ground you and keep you, you know, bringing it back to praying for each other and prayer is, is really good tool. Yeah. I want to, I think we should start wrapping here real quick, but I also do want, I want to bring on one more, one more point because we spent time talking about the person who is suffering from depression and all that kind of stuff. But there, there's more than one, you yeah. know, if you're, if you're a person who, who loves someone who's in depression, yeah, you know, maybe you're not as, as subject to it as you, you're not as, as beaten down by it, but somebody you love is sure. Now we got two people suffering from one person's depression. Yeah. You know, so those people who, if you love someone who's depressed, um, doesn't mean they're not worthy of love. Uh, right. and and you're you're hurting too and it's okay if you hurt too yeah. so more again reaching out reaching out you're not alone bringing all of these things to bear uh, so that you can you can help you and you can help them uh, as as most effectively as possible right it uh you know you can't always help others if you need help right like if you're if you're at a a weakness like you might not always have that um that ability to help so taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. is important um as parents you know we often put the needs of our families first and our children especially right their needs come first so whatever we need kind of gets put on the back burner but there comes a time where it's important to make your right. needs a priority. Right. So that you are available to be that support. Right. For whomever enters your life. Right. Your children, your spouse, a friend, a random person. Mm-hmm. Like it, you need to have that capacity. Yeah. And you need to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, there, um, I spent a lot of time in the book of Philippians. I really enjoy Philippians. Uh, it's, it's sometimes seen as the, as the, the power book, <laughs> you know, uh, it's where we get the, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and, and, and such as that. Well, I can't fly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yet. That's another topic Yet. for another day. <laughs> um, but in Philippians, it talks about whatever is good, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy. Think on such things. Yeah. And I look at that direction from Paul, and I, I don't get it right in my life, but I get a chance to to refocus and try and think about those positive things, and meditation on Scripture and stuff like that. That becomes one of the my has become one of my go tos for fighting my own depression along with seeing a therapist yeah you know absolutely that's it's an important step um sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. um it's it's always important to have especially someone that doesn't know you yeah (laughs) like as a therapist (laughs) they don't i mean they know you intimately once you are seeing them for a while but having that third outside party just to to talk to you know their experts mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> they they can they can listen right they can give you some additional tools right 
So that, that was a, it's a pretty heavy topic. Um, yeah. and certainly I don't think we, we didn't plumb the, the depths <laughs> of the, of the mines on there, but yeah. I do think, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see what the listeners think. If they want to leave comments and tell us we missed something or if there's a specific aspect they want us to, to do some research on and come sure. back and talk. But I think as a general introduction, yeah, admit it, it's there. Right. We, we aren't experts. We only know our own experiences mm-hmm. and can hopefully give some insight and help to someone that might potentially be in a similar situation. And there are plenty of resources out there as yep. far as the, the mechanics of therapy and such as that. And if you... If you've made it this far and, and you are one of those people who suffers and has thoughts of, of self-harm in the, I'm, I'm going to throw this on to Matt in the description. Yeah. There's going to be a link to, um, suicide help hotline. Um, you know, so resources that, that might be useful to you. Um, and the most effective resource I'm going to say is Jesus rose from the dead and, and keep that in mind as, as we go ahead. Um, yeah, so good talk on a on a heavy heavy yeah. topic. Yeah, uh, it's your shop, Matt. Why don't you uh, Why don't you bid farewell for us? Absolutely. Well, thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for going on that ride with us. Um, we we value um, this time together. It strengthens us, um, and we hope that it strengthens you. We look forward to uh, getting back and having you back with us at Worship at the Anvil. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today at the Anvil. Please follow, rate, and review. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss, drop it in the comments. We'll be back again soon with more Worship at the Anvil. Worship wherever you are and in all that you do.